Welcome back for another video. Feels like it's been forever since the last game week, but the international break fixtures are over. It's time to look forward to the next game week. In this video, we're going to run through how the team's set to line up this week and the transfer plans. In case you missed it, we did a couple of fun videos over the break, looking at the current world number one, and also the team in last place in the world. Give those a watch if you've not seen them yet. Let's kick things off with a quick look back at how last game week went. 88 points all out, which was a big green arrow, and a bounce back from the horrors of game week 11. Ariola doing Ariola things, conceding twice home to Forest. Cash also conceding a consolation goal in a 3-1 win over Fulham. However, the two transfers couldn't have gone much better, with Saliba and Maguire replacing Botman and Burn. Arsenal did concede, but Saliba scored and he snatched a bonus point. The RB picked up a questionable assist. Watching the game in real time, I couldn't even see any contact on the ball and I was expecting it to be removed, but it wasn't up to assist, so it stood. It looked like a big mistake captaining Haaland over Salah, following Salah's 16-pointer early in the day. Went with a gut feeling on Haaland, and in the end, Haaland and Salah captains both won that one, returning 32 points each. So let's talk about Simicast. I can't be mad at this one. In FPL, it's important to look at your decision-making process rather than the outcome. If you benched him, don't worry about it too much. Everything pointed towards a potential benching after he had a bad game in the Europa League midweek and he was hooked at half-time, and Klopp hadn't told us about the Gomez injury either, so it looked like he wasn't going to start. Well done if he did start him though, what a haul. Let's run through how the team's set to line up and we'll talk about everything you need to know concerning Gameweek 13. In goal, yeah, Areola again. As scarce as the clean sheets have been, his next five are good enough to keep him, so it's a low-priority area in the team. He's away to Burnley this week, who have registered 9.99 xG, which ranks second worst in the league this season. In fact, their nine goals scored is the lowest in the league as well. Looking much further afield, Raya and Sanchez are the two keepers on the watch list to replace him when the fixtures turn for West Ham. In defence, it's Cash, Saliba and Maguire again. Emery's going to be keen on improving Villa's away form. They're 12 for expected goals conceded in away games, and they've conceded 12, which is as many as Burnley have conceded on the road. There's two directions to go with the transfer plans over the next few weeks. One is to sell cash now, and the other is to keep him for the next two fixtures and then sell him. I'm going to talk more about Villa and the transfer plans shortly. Saliba got his first start for France on Tuesday since September last year. I still don't expect him to be France's first choice centre-back, which works great with his international breaks. When they roll around, he gets a rest. In their first match over the break, he was benched versus Gibraltar, which they won 14-0. It's a really tricky week for defenders in FPL. Pulling up the clean sheet odds, Arsenal are actually top, but only a 37.5% chance against Brentford. Maguire's away to Everton, and he's been given a 27% chance of a clean sheet. We know that Luke Shaw is back from injury. Whether he's fit enough to start remains to be seen, but it's a huge boost for them defensively, and perhaps a big part of why Rashford has struggled down the left this season. Shaw hasn't played since game week 2. Will we see some siege mentality from Everton after their 10-point deduction? Could be a tough match for Man United. In midfield, it's Son, Saka, Diaby, Gordon and Salah. Villa's high line is tailor-made for Son. He's even a captaincy shout this week. However, without Madison, Van Der Ven and Romero, it might be tough to crack that high line. Last time these two played one another, Villa caught them offside nine times and Son offside four times. If Son can time his runs right, there's points in this game, for both sides in fact. I had considered selling Son for Bowen, but ultimately decided against it, even without the injury news. Unfortunately, it looks like Bowen could miss Gameweek 13 and maybe more. Given all those Spurs injuries, the likes of Diaby and Watkins could get plenty of opportunities. Missing your best two centre-backs is going to have an undeniable effect, and we saw Spurs lose to Wolves in dramatic fashion just before the break. 
It's Diaby's last week in the team. He's done really well for us. Been gaming 14 and Bumo's the better pick. So that's a penciled in transfer. Diaby's averaged 77 minutes per appearance compared to 86 from Watkins. So it'd be great to get someone who plays 19 in Bumo as well. Hopefully we get a good send off from Diaby. Although Saka's not been delivering big points, I'm perfectly comfortable holding him long term. We know the quality he has. A one goal one assist type gimmick is well within his remit and he's been ticking along with returns, just not any hauls. Gimmick 1 and Gimmick 6 the two times he scored double digit points this season with 10 and 13. He's nailed and that's exactly what we're going to need as we approach the Christmas period with 7 gimmicks around the corner in December. Newcastle are boosted by the news of Isaac and Almiron, both back from injury and available for the Chelsea game on Saturday, so we can expect them to line up as the front three. Gordon's been a great asset, but he might leave the team as well in favour of Palmer in Gimmick 14, more on that later. So if you don't own Haaland, who's the best captain? I've got Salah vice captain, but Son's a great shout as well. Spurs are a bit of a question mark with a few absentees though. We at least know what we'll get with Liverpool. It's always a high scoring affair when these two play. Clean sheets very far and few between. In fact, since the 2021 season in all competitions, Liverpool have kept one clean sheet in 10 games and City have kept one at a rate of 3.9 goals per game on average. So I don't see this as a bad fixture for either side from an attacking perspective. Certainly though from a defensive perspective, you ideally don't want to be playing any City or Liverpool defensive assets. If Gomez is available, I wouldn't actually be surprised if he starts over Simicast for this one. The front two is Watkins and Haaland. Haaland gets the captaincy this week, he's got the home fixture, he's in form and referring back to the point just now, there could be lots of goals in this one. I wonder if Edison actually plays for C. He picked up an injury over the break and he wasn't in Brazil's squad that faced Argentina on Tuesday. I'm back in the goal scorer probabilities all the way again with Haaland top this week with a 54% chance to score in any time. Watkins has been given a 34% chance for the Spurs fixture. It'll be Dyer and centre back again, and maybe Davies, unless Udogi's out injured as well, who is currently yellow flagged. Could be Emerson's centre back. Whatever way you shape it, Spurs are depleted at the back, and this feels like a fixture that could have lots of goals. So, in typical FPL fashion, it's probably going to end 0 0. The bench is Turner, Archer, Kabore, and Simicas. Not a bad fixture at all for Archer this week. He's okay to start if you need to. The only player I might have considered benching is Gordon, but I'd rather start the Newcastle winger, given Isaac and Almer on the back. Bournemouth are third worst for expected goals conceded this season, and Sheffield United are worse in the league, so that one might have a few goals as well. Solanke a great pick this week by the way if you're looking for a striker. If you haven't seen it, make sure you watch the Players to Buy video which covers all the news from over the break and the best transfers this week. Fortunately I only benched Simicast when selling him was a consideration last week, so he can swap in from Gamic 14 when Maguire's got a couple of tougher fixtures. So onto the transfer plans. There's two transfer paths to go down. The first one is selling Cash for Gabriel, which frees up enough money for Diaby to Mbuma in Gamic 14. Cash's next two aren't bad though, especially if Adogi misses out, he might get some fortune down that wing. Although Cash hasn't been delivering the points, he's taken up all the right positions and he's come close to returns a couple of times recently. So Cash is going to stay in the team and we'll roll the transfer this week. So that brings us to the second transfer path and the one I like more, which is to roll this week and then sell Gordon and Diaby for Palmer and Boomer in Gamic 14. Comparing the two, Palmer's got the superior stats. Obviously Palmer's taken four penalties, which is crazy high, but even with penalties stripped out, his underlying numbers outside of penalties are very good. And bearing in mind, he's also played 280 less minutes than Gordon. This transfer path frees up enough money for a potential cash to Pedro Porro transfer in Gamic 15 when they face West Ham. So rather than Gabriel, this buys me a more attacking and more nailed defender for the winter period. 
It also allows me to give cash to that Bournemouth game before selling him. Let us know your transfer plans and captain in the comments. And if you enjoyed this video, please hit like and subscribe to catch every upload in your feed when they drop. FPL is back. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.